Hi, this is Lisa Davis, and welcome to another episode of Talk Healthy Today. The show provides you with the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. People tell me listening to the show is like overhearing two friends talking about really incredible health topics that you want to know about. I like to really get to know my guests and I'd like you to get to know them as well. So we delve really deeply into topics and I like to share some personal anecdotes as well. To make sure you never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today, be sure to subscribe, also rate and review. Hi, this is Lisa Davis and we are in a very strange time. Now, many of us are home and it might give us the opportunity to try some things that we haven't tried before, to do some things that we haven't done before. And I decided to create this special series right now for Talk Healthy Today, where I am giving you about eight to 10 minute interviews and I'm giving you a couple, two to three in each sitting that actually take you from, let's talk about what this is about to actually putting it into practice. So for today, I'm really excited. I think this is a really fun idea. James Smith, he's going to talk about eight tenets of eating clean. And then after that, we have Michelle Dudash. She's a registered dietitian. She's going to talk about how to eat clean without breaking the bank. Because so often when you talk about eating clean, people roll their eyes and say, oh yeah, that's you know not for everybody. It's too expensive, this and that. So she will take you through that. And then we've got something very inspiring, Amy Valpone, H-H-C-A-A-D-P. She's going to talk about how she changed her health with food. Now, I talk about food as medicine here on the program. I've talked about my book, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. Again, not about dirty sex. It's a memoir. It's a cookbook. It's a healthy living guide. You can get it if you go to lisadavismph.com. Yeah. So I really hope you like this format. I'm going to keep this up while we are in quarantine. I urge everyone, please stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. This is a pandemic. This is a big deal. Uh, I'm not just saying this because I have a master's of public health to stay home because, of course, having an MPH means that I know everything about public health. No, I'm joking. But really, whether I had it or not, I urge you to stay home. And I'd love to hear what you think. You can tweet me at Lisa Davis MPH and say, hey, Lisa, I like this format for for, uh, talk healthy today right now. It's pretty cool. I like that I get to learn about whatever it is we're talking about and then put it into action. So I'm going to let the wonderful chef James Smith take it away. Today we've got James Smith back. So glad to have him here. Hi, chef James. How are you? Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me uh, having me on again. So I, it's- as you know, I love to talk. So and this is my favorite <laughs> subject jump into some of the tenets of clean eating and then I want to talk about how the heck do you cut a butternut squash I mean (laughs) unless it's already cut up for me I'm not going to buy it because it just seems like it's hard to peel I I don't know but first tell us about some of the tenets of clean eating and then help me out with that squash Um, that that is a that is a good one that requires a a very sharp knife so let's uh, we'll get to that in a moment because there's some tricks uh, that I think well, will help everybody. But yeah, one of the things I, I, you know, it's how do you start uh, clean eating? How do you, how do you actually make the the transition? I think this is a, a question a lot of people um, uh, ask me on a day to day basis. And and as we'd mentioned, it's not a, it's not a diet. It's it's a way of uh, of eating. And I think there are some some really simple things that you can do, and we call them the tenets of clean eating. Um, that that can help you make that transition. How do you actually start to kind of go through this process? Um, you know, we know the the you know the usual ones: uh, drink 
drink lots of water, so at least two liters a day. Um, uh, you know, talking about you know reducing your carbon footprint. Um, uh, avoiding uh, processed or refined foods. I mean, these are these are pretty um, pretty easy ones and simple ones. Although, you know, given our diets today, we you know a lot of these items. You know, there's lots of white flour. There's lots of sugar um, uh, in in a lot of stuff that we eat today. So, how do we actually start to move away from that? That's a that's a big one uh, for when people are actually starting to to make this change. One of the things I think uh, is really really uh, a fun thing and and you know we're, we 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 try every day to do more with our families and and get our our children involved and I, and I think that's uh, one of the really um key things I think as a family when you're starting to think about how do you make this change with your family how do you in, introduce this and and start to do this it it's make it fun for your family and and we talked about, um, in previous shows we talked about you know learning the skills and so forth but you can pass those on to your children and 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 start to include them in uh, preparing the foods uh, that they make every day, that they want to eat every day, because then they have some ownership. They have some fun. Oh, my God, I'm eating this. I help cut this. I help mom cut this. I help dad cut this. So I think that's really, really a, a, a simple one to actually get into. Um, also, I think teaching, one of the things we're, we're so used to eating so quickly and on the run, um, uh, for me, what I try to tell people to do is take one meal uh, of the day and slow it right down. Like, you know, you, you might have to do a little bit of planning. It might be one of the meals with your family during the week for dinner, uh, but it might be a lunch during the week where you actually stop and you really think about how you eat. I call it mindful eating, but but how do you actually stop and, and, and just slow down? Because uh, that really makes a difference in tasting your food. Uh, and, and that's one of the biggest transitions from process. We eat so fast. Uh, we don't get a lot of time to to taste our food, so we have these high processed, high sodium, lots of sugar things, so that we get satisfied, or we think we're getting satisfied. But how do we slow that down? If we're eating wholesome foods, less sugar, less sodium, um, less of those processed things, we taste our food better. So it, it actually helps you uh, in your mind make that uh, that change. We talk about portion controls. Um, you know, that's a, that's a big one, you know, more fruits, more vegetables, uh, for fiber and vitamins in our, in our, um, uh, eating. But I think for, for me, it's also, how do we, everybody throws out this organic word. And I think this is probably one of the, one of the more difficult ones for people, um, for a couple of reasons, accessibility, we're not, we don't all have access. Uh, access to to a, a lot of organic foods and and when we do uh, one of the one of the the things that makes it prohibitive is is cost um, so how do we yes. actually make sure that um, you know what we're choosing makes sense and uh, and there are different things that you can do to to kind of make that transition from if you can't or you know even finding it but from budgets you know how do you choose what to what to make organic in your diet. Um, and we usually talk about meat, eggs, and dairy as as things you should you should try to um, to to go as organic as you can. Uh, but then we also talk about um, the dirty dozen. So we talk about what yeah, what the are the dirty dozen too. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And the clean fifteen. 
the clean 15 exactly um that's that's exactly right so how do we actually you know choose those uh, the ones that are you know that should be organic because of the pesticides and so forth so so those are those are just a few from the from the tenants that i i think i like to to focus on yeah i completely agree all right so Help us out, because I don't think I'm alone in this. How do you cut that butternut squash? And also a mango can be tricky, too. <laughs> a mango, you know what? Um, the, these are all really, um, I, I should actually do a little uh, quick video to, to go on there, because uh, one, of the, yes. one of the ways that, uh, from a mango point of view, if you take a shop, uh, a shop knife and, and score the thinner pot, uh, the thinner side of the mango, if you score right around that, right down to the seed, one of the easiest things to do is once you kind of scroll right around uh, down to the seed through the flesh, if you take um, a round or a dessert spoon or a soup spoon and you actually push that soup spoon in, it actually scrapes over the seed and you actually get this perfect half um, uh, flesh and, and peel removed uh, mango uh, that you can then just mm. score with a knife and, and cut uh, cut out. So that's actually a really good way, but that's, Thank you for that tip. I'm actually going to uh, do a quick video and throw that up on uh, oh, up on uh, my website, the show. But but that's one way. But if you Google that, you can you can find that as well. But also um, uh, a butternut squash. It is tricky. I generally speaking, what I do is I always break it down. So I'll always cut the bulbous, you know, the 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 flat of bottom that has all the seeds. I'll always um, you know uh, slice right through that just to remove that because. Uh, you, you don't want to be trying to to peel those two different shapes while it's still together. So always do that. So find where you think the top of the seeds are on a butternut squash and remove that bulb and so that you've got the, the all flesh end at one one side. I trim the top off and there's a couple there's a couple of things you can do. Um, I've seen people use peelers, so if you have a really good sturdy peeler, um, you can actually just use a peeler to peel the skin off and you should only just take that uh, very, very thin outer skin off anyways. There's lots of nutrients right under there uh, that you don't want to lose. But you once you kind of have that, that cylinder off, and once you have the top, you have a flat bottom, then you can safely just use your knife just to cut straight down to, to actually peel. The tricky part oh, is the bulb end. You know, the, the bulb yes. end where where it's rounder. So I, I generally use a peeler for that. So if you very carefully, just like a, you would an orange, just go around the edge uh, kind of, you know, in a spiral. And uh, and uh, because now you have something to hold on to while you're doing that, you can kind of spiral, spiral around with your peeler. It does require you to have a good shop peeler, though. Oh, okay. That is important. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit. Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean. Central superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, 
all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking, some are funny, to help you get to where you need to be, to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Whenever I talk with people about clean eating, they always look at me and they give me that kind of look of like, well, I don't know, it sounds kind of expensive. And I'm like, no, really, it's not. If you go and you buy your your organic grains in bulk and you get your produce and you you know, you know can get the dirty, de- look for the dirty dozen versus the clean 15, or actually I should change that, get the clean, <laughs> the clean 15, avoid the dirty dozen. And you know, you really can eat clean without breaking the bank. And here to expand on this for us is Michelle Dudash, chef and clean eating expert. Hello, Michelle. Well, hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me. It's so great to have you on. Michelle, do you get that look as well? Or do they actually come out and say, ah, I don't know, it's a little expensive? Oh, I hear that all the time. So I'm constantly explaining to people and just, you know, opening their eyes as to steps they can take to make healthy eating, clean eating economical. All right, we'll jump right into these steps because I really want to be able to utilize these. And when people ask, I'll be like, well, I learned from Michelle Dudash. <laughs> that yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the first things is clean eating. That You don't have to be, well, I mean, well, the, first of all, the foundation of clean eating, as, as you know, is whole foods in their most natural state, least processed. So that's, so we're starting off on a good foot right there because it's the, the packaged foods, the designer health foods that tend to be more expensive. So when you pick up that bag of, you know, kale chips or something, it's going to be a lot more expensive than if you just made your own. So getting back in the kitchen right there is going to save you a ton of money. Now, when you're cooking, when you're deciding on the recipes to make, going with the seasons is very important because, you know, you think of asparagus in January. It's being shipped from you know, from another continent, right? And it's going to be more expensive. Then there's some other things too. It's less nutritious. It's not going to taste as good. So when you're buying your foods in season, they're going to be way more economical. They're more abundant. So it's that rule of, you know, supply and demand. There's more for this time of year, we're still in citrus season. So we're getting delicious citrus and it's a lot cheaper. So get, I love that you said uh, that. It makes so much skin. sense. Mm-hmm. It Definitely. really is. And you know, it's funny too, because what I hear from people is that they go mm-hmm. to, you know, a big chain, I won't name any, but you know, a health food store, mm-hmm. they're looking at the expensive cookies and the kale chips and the other, mm-hmm. you know, things that you can get in packages. And yeah, yeah they're expensive. So, yeah. if, but if you stay with what I mentioned, if, and what you're talking about with the produce and the bulk grains and the canned beans and things like that, then you're really going to be able to make those clean meals without breaking the bank, which is what we're talking about today. And, you know, if you have a little money left over, then, you know, and you don't want to make your own kale chips, fine. But when you can sure. make them, you know, that's yeah. what's so nice. And tell us how, by the way, because I love making kale chips. 
Oh, kale chips. Oh, yeah. You, well, you just spread them out <laughs> on a sheet pan. Nutritional yeast seasoning is a really delicious. I mean, nutritional yeast seasoning, I use on that on almost everything, especially with vegetarian and like vegan dishes. It adds that umami, mm. savory taste. Uh, so you just put those in your oven, low and slow. So they're just drying, you know, they're basically just drying them out. And you have amazing kale chips. Uh, you know, another protein that you mentioned beans. Canned beans are great. Have you ever cooked uh, dried beans in your slow cooker? I have, and I've gotten so lazy, Michelle. I used to do that all the time. And then I'd let my slow cooker to a friend, and then she gave it back like years later. And then I just, now it sits in the kitchen, and my husband's like, This thing has taken up room. Are you going to use it or not? So I know. Isn't it funny the things that happen and little things that happen in life that like totally get us off track? You know, with beans, for example, like black beans are so economical. I mean, you can buy a bag of black beans for a dollar, okay? And of course, the protein's amazing plant-based protein. And that's actually one of the recipes that I have. It's a five-ingredient black bean recipe you can pop in your slow cooker. And it makes a huge batch of it, too. And that's another big part of clean eating and saving money. Cook in bulk. If you're going to make black beans in your slow cooker, make a big batch and freeze them so you have easy, healthy protein to grab whenever you need it. Same thing when you make chicken. Uh, make buy buy a bigger package. You're gonna save a lot of money on money there. Proteins tend to be the most expensive thing that we buy. So when you can save there and buy in bulk, make a big batch and freeze it. I'm a big fan of freezer meals. That of course when Me they're made too. from scratch, you're gonna save yeah. a lot of money there too <laughs> and time. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I'm glad you mentioned the freezer meals from scratch. I don't want anyone to think we're talking about Hungry Man dinners. No, I'm joking. No, no, no. <laughs> There's like 6,000 ingredients. Although I have to say there are some good organic frozen meals, if you're in a pinch, that sure. actually do have like the same number of ingredients that you would make. But of course, we want to emphasize cooking. Let's talk about your cleaneatingcookingschool.com. Tell us all about that, Michelle. Yes. You know, I'm so excited about this because this is really the the result of what my readers asked for. I know, you know, I have a cookbook that's been out for a few years and I was ready to give my people something new, right? And I can tell you over the last few years, so I have a, my background is fine dining, French culinary training, lots of ingredients, mm-hmm. elaborate recipes, but then I had children and I have streamlined, I love five ingredient recipes. That I have to tell you, that is like mm-hmm. my favorite. <laughs> it's so much easier and more approachable. So um, my people, though my readers and the people that get my newsletter and, and follow my, my newspaper column and, um, and, I, and I blog for Food Network, they, I asked them, like, what do you guys want? And they wanted help with meal planning. So that's what the Clean Eating Cooking School is. I lay out uh, monthly meal plans by the season. So right now I just released my spring oh, menu. that's nice. And you get this printout of, it's actually now I have five weeks of menus for the spring. It comes with recipes that you just print off. It comes with the weekly grocery list. And it it just kind of, it does all the planning for you. People were, I, they told me they were just, they didn't want to plan it. They just want to be told what to do. But have, of course, still have it be healthy and simple recipes that are streamlined to make. That is nice. Now, this is a free cheat sheet. I'm looking at your site now. Seven steps to clean eating, meal planning when you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So, yeah, people can opt in there. It's cleaneatingcookingschool.com. And um, you can just opt in. You'll get that delivered to your inbox. It's seven meal planning tips to streamline. And then you'll also receive, I have three free training videos that I created. And it's answering a lot of people's questions about clean eating. 
and meal planning. I think that's so nice because it can sound intimidating. For example, I've been really big on the bone broth train and I should mm-hmm. I should have remembered that I did use my slow cooker recently, ding dong, okay. to make <laughs> to make some bone broth. And I absolutely love it. And I think that when I talk to people, they're like, what? You got to take a chicken and put it in a crock pot? That's so much work. And I'm like, oh boy, we got a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of work. We're in trouble. So I think we definitely need help with uh, simplifying the cooking and having those recipes. Give us an example of, of a quick easy recipe that you love, Michelle? Oh, yeah. So one that I really love, I have um, my hummus chicken pouches with roasted broccoli. Do you love hummus like I do? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And my daughter does too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And so basically what you do is you, you, and I'm obsessed with sheet pan dinners. You take all of the ingredients, put it on a pan and then bake it. So what I do is I cut up the broccoli florets and actually we roast it at a high temperature so they get caramelized and crispy oh, around the, the edges. Best. And then the chicken is topped with hummus, which is a really, it's, you know, hummus Ooh. is like, it has that very complex flavor and it makes the sauce. So then you bake it in the oven with a little olive oil and then you can use just so the hummus, whatever your favorite flavor is that you like, whether it's roasted garlic or roasted bell pepper, you bake that in the oven and then you have this one pan meal. You've got your proteins, you have your vegetables, and then you could, of course, serve it with a little brown rice or quinoa if you'd like. But it's super simple to make 15 minutes to prep it and then cooks in 30 minutes. All right, Michelle, you are fantastic. I want to have you back and I want to actually go over this cheat sheet, seven steps to clean eating, meal planning. We can go through the seven steps. I hope you'll come back. In the meantime, tell us how we can learn more about you and your fantastic work. Well, thank you. Yes, go to cleaneatingcookingschool.com. That's where you'll get the uh, tip sheet. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit. Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean, sensual superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking. Some are funny to help you get to where you need to be, to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fall you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. When I turned around 13, my mother suddenly got covered with a rash from head to toe. She lost like 20 pounds. Everything shape made her sick. She went to doctor after doctor after doctor. We have no idea. We don't know what's going on. Now, this was in the 80s. Okay, so it was a really tough time. Now, things are still tough. And a wonderful woman is joining us now to talk about this, Amy Valpone, who also struggled with some pretty serious health issues and also got the runaround just like my mother. But luckily for Amy, she got better and she's here to help others through the healing miracles of clean eating. Sorry to be such a downer to bring that up, but I think it's so important, Amy, for people to know that, you know, being dismissed is not good and we need to heal ourselves. So welcome to the show. 
Completely. I completely agree. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You know, I love your book. I've heard your interviews. You are also the editor-in-chief of The Healthy Apple. Your book is Eating Clean, the 21-day plan to detox, fight inflammation, and reset your body. Now, I mentioned that, like my mother, you went through, what was it, 10 years of trying different things and getting different diagnoses. And tell us a little bit about that situation. Definitely. So, gosh, it's been quite the runaround. Um, You know, at age 22, I was working in corporate America, and my legs started swelling up with about 40 pounds of fluid every day. And no one knew what was wrong with me. No one could figure it out. And I went to everyone from hematologists to vascular surgeons, uh, you know, even out to Mayo Clinic for a week. I had bone marrow biopsies and muscle biopsies and you name it, I had it. I was on, on disability for my job and you know, no one could figure out what was going on with me. And at the age of 22, they had me on steroids, painkillers, water pills. And, oh gosh, out of the blue, I contacted something called fetus colitis, which is deadly. And this was about mm. six years ago, and I had 24 hours to live. They gave me 24 hours to live. And at the time, I was on disability from my job, and I I said, you know, I'm never going back to my corporate job ever again. I'm going to heal my body and... I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to figuring out the root cause of what's going on and really explaining to people, you know, there's a way to get to the root cause of the underlying imbalances in your body and covering up with, covering them up with, you know, drugs, whether it's pharmaceutical or over the counter is, is not doing anything. It's really hurting you in the years to come. And what you need to be doing is eating clean. So how do you define eating clean? What does that mean for you? Definitely. So in my book, I really talk about focusing on one ingredient, whole food. So, you know, I say, Mm -hmm. what's in an avocado? An avocado. What's in an apple? An apple. You know, what's in an almond? An almond. So you can base your entire day, all your meals and your snacks around one ingredient food. So, you know, your lunch could be a salad made from, you know, walnuts and extra virgin olive oil, sea salt and pepper. And, you know, avocado and lettuce and quinoa and maybe some, you know, diced apples, uh, celery, you know, different things from kale. So this is a one ingredient meal. You know, same with a snack. You can have, you know, an apple with almond butter on it. But you want to get an almond butter where the ingredients are just almonds, not almonds, sugar, you know, salt, all that kind of stuff. And that's where the inflammation really starts. And it's about, you know, not that salt is something bad, but and not that sugar is something bad, but there are different forms of salt and sugar that are better for you. So refined sugar and refined salt is very inflammatory, whereas something like a sea salt is, is incredibly nutrient-dense and, and really good for you. And something like, you know, a honey or a maple syrup, you know, you, you know very sparingly, you know, if for some kind of sweetener, is a lot better than using a white sugar or high fructose corn syrup, something like that. Yeah, and those go a long way. And I have to say, one of my favorite snacks is just cut up an avocado, cut up a tomato, and put some sea salt on it. It's delicious. I'll give that to my daughter, and she'll just gobble it up. (laughs) And if you eat meat, I'd love to have some 
chicken as well, you know, organic chicken with it or some turkey or something like that. And that makes a great snack. And I think when we can focus on those foods, it makes such a difference. I love to have, you know, my favorite meal is like a yam and some grass, little grass fed meat and a big salad. And, you know, there you get your healthy fat from the avocado and you've got some good carbs from the yam and you've got some good protein from the grass fed organic meat. And I think it, you don't, it doesn't have to be complicated. Completely, completely. And, and you know, you eating clean is about eating as simple as you can. You don't have to make this extravagant meal, you know. And, mm. and the other thing, too, which I'm sure you've seen so much of, Lisa, is that people fear fat. I mean, I have clients who are scared oh, yeah. of avocados because they think they're going to get fat if they eat fat. And this is something that came out in the 80s and 90s where everyone was eating fat-free. But now yeah. what I'm seeing is even with my celebrity clients, People are going through endocrine system problems, hormonal, weight gain. Um, you know, it, it's unbelievable the hormone problems that women are having, and it comes down a lot of it to not feeding your endocrine system properly. We need fat. And for so long, we've been so scared of it. But it's so important for us to really add it back in in, in the good fats, you know, the walnuts, the ground flax seeds. You know, the extra virgin olive oils, um, you know, avocado oil, coconut oil, you know, um, you know, these kinds of things, like you, you were just saying, avocado, you know, these are the things that are really helping our body function on a daily basis. You know, our brain needs that to function as well. It is so true. And now there's more and more books coming out talking about the benefits of fat. And even if you talk to some mainstream doctors that I've spoken with recently, they're actually on board, which is awesome. And they're agreeing. That's this whole, you know, snack wells, low fat <laughs> craze of the 80s and 90s. All it did was hurt us. And that's why we have more unhealthy people than ever. We need to change that. I agree completely. You know, Mark Hyman's new book is Eat Fat, Get Thin. And I it's love just, that. It's been so amazing and so well received because I think that especially women, you know, women fear fat so much. So I think it's a huge, huge wake-up call for people to be, to be like, you know, wow, this is, this, it's okay to eat fat, you know? Oh, definitely. I love that too, because I mean, fat satiates you and it fills you up and then you can eat a lot of less, less of the other, you know, junky stuff and the refined stuff. The other thing too, that I think is so important is with the fat, not only does it fill you up, but you don't have to count calories. You know, I mean, Andrea Donsky, who I just had on and who we both love, I think she always says, oh, counting calories, that's so 2013, you know? Yeah, completely. It has nothing to do with calories. You know, it has to do with the nutrient density of the food. And something that I say in my book is that you can literally eat a 100 calorie pack of Oreos and it's full of inflammation, full of inflammation. That's terrible. Or, you know, or you can eat like 300 calories from a avocado and it's anti-inflammatory. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really has nothing to do with calories, which is what Weight Watchers and all these other places are promoting, but these women who aren't losing weight or aren't feeling better don't understand why. And there's a lot more that goes on into the metabolism than just food. It's not about calories, you know? Oh, it's so true. You know, I'll just tell you a quick story. This was like 20 something years ago. I had an interview at one of these places where they sell the packaged food and I really needed a job. But I said, you know, can I see can I see one of the packages? And the woman, she loved me up until that point. Oh, it's a great personality. This is great. 
uh, why? Well, I want to see what's in it. And she got really pissy with me. And then I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't work here if you paid me a million dollars because there was like a thousand ingredients. It was disgusting. So we need to, we need to read labels. We need to eat whole foods and we need to get your fantastic book, Clean Eating, the 21 Day Plan to Detox, Fight Inflammation and Reset Your Body. Amy, there's still so much more to talk about. I'd love to have you back. Tell us more ways we can find you in the meantime. Thank you. So my website is thehealthyapple.com and I'm the Healthy Apple on all social media. And then my new book, um, Eating Clean, 20 to 21 Day Plan to Detox, Fight Inflammation and Reset Your Body is on Amazon and, you know, stores nationwide.